Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our lot. You are listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Wednesday, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, the Mothman, Molly Von Mothra. Hi. Today is our monthly cryptid episode, and uh, given that we're doing Haunted Summer, we went with what is possibly not only the most well-known cryptid in North America, but also the most closely associated cryptid with the outdoors and our like national forests and campgrounds and things like that. And that is Sasquatch. The Bigfoot. So before we get like into it, what are your thoughts on Sasquatch? Like, do you you believe there's like such a a creature that lives out there do you believe you know do you believe in bigfoot or do you think it's just a piece of folklore that's just went on and on and on i wholeheartedly believe in bigfoot i think that it's out there i do think that there is lots and lots and lots of fake encounters because which i mean that's with any cryptid but like you said this is one of north america's very most popular cryptids uh considering that bigfoot essentially in case any of you guys don't know is he's supposed to be like a really huge hairy humanoid kind of ape creature so considering like if you believe in evolution and things like that i imagine that most of you do but like considering that you know it's said that we came from apes it's not crazy unlikely to me that there are still creatures out there that's like the in-between between a human and an ape yeah, I mean, if you look at other creatures, there are some things that exist in other species that are in between, I don't want to say prehistoric, but like earlier versions, I guess, of that of those creatures and uh, more evolved versions of them. And even if you look at things like uh, frogs specifically, you can see tadpoles in all kinds of different stages. So I feel like it's not unlikely that there could be other things that are still in those in-between stages too that live and exist yeah that's what i'm saying like i feel like it's very likely that something like that could still be out there i think it is very elusive i don't think there are many but i do think that they're pretty widespread and they're like all over the place now for me and i'm i'm gonna say this but i'm sure there are some cryptid enthusiasts out there listening who may not like what i'm gonna say but I'm not a huge fan of Sasquatch. I never have been. It's my least favorite cryptid. And I'm sure there's a mixture of reasons why. But part of my thing with it is that there's tons and tons of people out there who who devote their life to like studying Sasquatch and trying to prove the existence of Sasquatch and all that stuff. And we still don't really have that. I mean, we have things that are considered to be some form of proof, but we don't have real proof still um, that, that the public is aware of anyway. And also it's name Bigfoot. I don't like that. Like I just find that to be so goofy. And, and I think that I like the cryptids that are, a little bit mysterious and creepy and stuff like that and where Sasquatch or Bigfoot whatever has been made into so many different kinds of goofy things and like jokes and stuff like that I just feel like the lore for me is a little bit ruined and it's just not something that I am super into but 
I don't feel that I need to be super into it because there are so many people out there who are that like it's fine that I don't like it. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of the reason that it's just been nicknamed Bigfoot is because there for a while the only evidence that they had was this giant footprint. So like some of the early, earliest depictions of Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever is just people finding these enormous two to three foot long footprints in the woods right like I was saying like you were saying Bigfoot's very well known so there is a lot of stuff out there just right off the top here this is not going to be an all-inclusive episode because that's not possible we could do an entire series just devoted to stuff to do with like Sasquatch and Sasquatch sightings and stuff like that and it would still take a long time to cover everything and there are constantly new things coming in new information and you know like stuff like that so this is just kind of a general episode we're just going to cover like a basic history and some sightings that we found interesting so the name Bigfoot came about much later than Sasquatch itself and where that really came from was in 1958 a man named Jerry Crew found a 16 inch human-like footprint in California while he was working near the Six Rivers National Forest. He made plaster casts of these footprints and pictures of those were printed in the paper and not just like a local paper but they were printed in like the New York Times the LA Times and so that circulated you know like all across the country essentially and that's where we get the name Bigfoot from his family after this man passed away his family said that those footprints were not real that he had created them for publicity. I don't know because they could be telling the truth that he was a hoaxer. But also it's possible that his family never believed him. And once he was gone, they wanted to be away from being associated with Sasquatch and Bigfoot and stuff like that. So they came out and said that. So Because I'm always very skeptical and I know... Sometimes people don't want that kind of like, they don't want paranormal related things tied to them and stuff like that. So they will sometimes try to cover up if something happened or not. So I guess maybe just take that however you want to. Like maybe he, maybe they were real footprints, but there is information out there saying that he faked it. Which that could have been, like you said, like they just didn't want to be known as like the Bigfoot family. (laughs) right yeah I mean just because he was into it doesn't mean his whole family was into it so you know so like history with Sasquatch it dates way back there's been like cave paintings and things like that discovered of something that looks like Sasquatch right yeah so the Sasquatch folklore can be tied directly to the Native Americans and I know because of pop culture and stuff like that and like this man in 1958 you know getting so popular for finding those footprints or whatever it's easy to forget or to even not you know to maybe not even know that Sasquatch was related to the Native Americans and like their folklore and stuff 
um, because we have some cryptids that we know 100%. Like when you hear the name of them, you know that that is Native American folklore. But but yeah, so the, the Sasquatch, they had stories in all kinds of Native American tribes all across this continent talking about different types of Sasquatches and stuff like that. And there is a painting at a place called Painted Rock. And it depicts a family of what seems to be Sasquatches. Uh, This is in a place in central California. And it was created by the Yukits tribe. I haven't seen a picture. I don't know if a picture is out there of the real painting. But I've seen like a recreation of the painting. And it does appear to be a family of Sasquatch with, with like a family of Native Americans. I mean, without having a proper explanation, I guess, of what was going on there, it's very easy to look at that and be like, okay, like the the Native Americans definitely knew Sasquatch, you know? Yeah, um, which makes sense because like that was before like all of the land and stuff here had been, you know, messed with. So if there were going to be, I feel like after the settlers and stuff came, if there were Sasquatch, they probably started hiding after that. Right, because the settlers were very destructive, as we've talked about, you know, many times. Like, Yeah, so they probably didn't even see, like, the Native Americans as, like, a threat. So it would be, to me, it would seem likely that they would, like, come around them and stuff. Overall, most reports of the Sasquatch uh, is that he was, or is, they, whatever they are, the Sasquatch as a people... (laughs) are not aggressive typically like they're a docile creature like basically like a gentle giant kind of situation some people though do think and i can see this because of how they have these big scary teeth and things like that they're kind of related to primates some people do believe that they would be hostile and i could definitely see that happening And there are some Native American stories that depict them as being hostile, um, such as the the Lumi tribe. They believe there were docile ones, and they called them Kesamikis. And then there were aggressive ones that were called Kwaikwaiis. I know that's not right, but... Um, that, <laughs> <laughs> that that translates into stone giants and those creatures were believed to come at night and eat children and they used them as stories to you know to tell children like to go to bed early and like to behave and stuff like that that's one example of like an aggressive one and then also the native americans in mount st helens um, in Washington, they told stories of ones that they called skookoons, and those ones were cannibalistic creatures. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. And then also, just like in general, I guess, the term Sasquatch, like that word, can be traced back to uh, a tribe in British Columbia in 1898 and uh, a chief there named Charles Hilltout was actually the first one to use a word that translated into Sasquatch that is recorded anyway so that's kind of where that general you know name comes from and as far as like their characteristics and stuff like that they can be territorial but they will like 
knock on trees and hang deer skeletons in trees and stuff like that to let you know where their territory is so that you don't invade it because I think it seems it seems to me like they don't want to be violent unless they have to be so basically they're like here's this big deer skull stay away from my land (laughs) yes pretty much (laughs) like I guess the same way that we would put like a a skull on a stick or something out in front of our house to be like don't come here you know (laughs) yeah it's basically they're like do not trespass sound yeah so and they also there are sounds that are related to the sasquatch such as howling grunting and even sometimes whistling and there's some recordings of these vocalizations and some that date all the way back to the 1970s that were made by a u.s navy veteran named scott nelson and this, these recordings, you can hear like the weird, the, all, all of those sounds, like the howling, the grunting, something that almost sounds like it's going to start speaking human words, but it doesn't. And then another piece of evidence, I guess, that you could say that has been found was a research team. They're called the Olympic Project. They found nests in the woods of Washington that were confirmed to have been made by some type of a primate. It's believed that those were created by Sasquatch because, again, he is very much like he could be some twer- some type of like primate. So I thought I find that interesting because there's clearly not like monkeys or anything living in the woods in Washington. That's what I was going to say. Like, I wouldn't imagine that there is anything like in the wild that they know of in that area that would be like that, that would be some kind of primate. Right. So... I think that's a decent piece of evidence, you know, like for the existence of Sasquatch. And then the other two things I just wanted briefly mention, and then I'll let you get into like sightings and stuff. In 1924, a newspaper called The Oregonian reported a story of some gold gold miners fighting off a group of ape men who were believed to be Sasquatch. Yeah, I don't know what else that could be either. Like, that's so... Very specific, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, Theodore Roosevelt also reportedly had his beaver traps stolen by a Sasquatch in 1893 in Montana. So, there are just countless numbers of sightings and people who claim they found footprints and have pictures and video and everything like that. Now you guys can take from that what you will, like whether you think it's real or fake or whatever, a lot of it, some of it seems pretty fake. Some of it I'm not so sure about. It's very convincing. Yeah. Now, like you said, there's just like so much, about Sasquatch, there's no way that we could fit into a hour episode everything that there is to know about it. But I did find a few uh, sightings that I found to be interesting. So the first one that I'm going to talk about today was in uh, 1967, is October 20th. And a man named Robert Patterson and Bob Gimlin rode their horses through a area called Bluff Creek, California. And around 1 p.m. that day, their horses suddenly kicked and they started smelling a strange scent in the air, which if you guys don't know, that is something that yeah. is something that's pretty associated with Sasquatch is they're supposed to stink. They're supposed to smell really strong. They're supposed to smell really bad. Yeah, I've which heard- would make sense if they're super hairy things that they would smell bad. Yeah, I've heard it compared to like wet dog. Which makes total sense to me. Yeah. 
And they claim that they saw a large hairy creature on two legs around 100 foot away from them. And they took a, there's actually a video circulating and I will try to uh, find one that I can post on Instagram. If not, then we can uh, link it. In the show Um, notes. But they uh, took a 59 second video on a sign Kodak camera of what appears to be a Sasquatch. Interesting. And uh, I've got most of these in chronological order. So I've got another one from 1980 is August 26th in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Their locals found footprints measuring 17 and three quarters inches long and seven and a half inches wide. And they look like human footprints, except that each foot had six toes instead of five. And the footprints were found eight feet apart from each other. So they found a right footprint and then eight feet away, they found the left footprint and then, you know, so on and so forth. So this thing is taking these giant strides. Yeah. And the homeowners nearby also reported that they smelled a strange stench in the area and heard bizarre noises the night before. Like, I feel like that definitely, I couldn't think of anything else that that could be, you know? That Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And it's like, it's not just like one person, it's groups of people reporting these instances, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I've got another one, and this one is in Lettuce Lake Park, Tampa, Florida. And this happened a little more recent. This was January 3rd of 2015. Uh, There was a man named Matthew McCamey and one of his friends, and they were on a canoe trip when they spotted the uh, skunk ape, is what it's called in Florida. Yeah. So they first heard noises and rustling tree branches uh, while they were canoeing. So McCamey pulled out his phone because he thought he was going to see something like, you know, a wolf or a bear or something like that. In the video, you could see what appears to be this giant ape creature. And he's picking, it looks like he's picking up like a log or something like that. He's picking something up in the video and throwing it back into the water. Interesting. All right. So the next one I'm going to talk about happened in 2014. It was June 28th. And this was in the intercoastal waterways in Hampton Road, Virginia. So pretty near here. Yeah. And there was a man named Randy O'Neill, and he says that his father and a friend of his caught what may be one of the clearest photos of Bigfoot to ever be taken, and he took it on his phone while they were out fishing. And I've got uh, that photo saved, and it is very, very clear. They were pretty close to it, but... Randy tells a story in his YouTube video, which we can also link, about how he's pretty sure that in that exact same area around 1999, he had an an encounter with the same creature himself when he was about 15 out there fishing with his father. So he claims that he was out fishing with his dad and that he saw something with glowing red eyes looking at them uh, from like 50 feet away over like in the bushes and stuff. And that his dad gave him their shotgun, which they kept with them in case they like saw snakes and things like that and told him that whatever it was to shoot it. Mm -hmm. So he shoots and he said that he hears like the most blood curdling scream that he's ever heard in his life, but it didn't sound like it was from a person. And that the next day they looked 
over in that area where it supposedly was and there was just like this huge like this path taken down through the forest whatever had went through that area it like had to have been huge because it like basically like bulldozed through the area and like took down like all the saplings and everything that were in that path could you imagine if you shot your state's bigfoot well i guess he didn't kill it or there was like more than one <laughs> right i'm just like if you were the one who did that like not even on purpose you know you think it, you're hunting or something and you shoot this creature and it ends up being your your state's bigfoot i just wonder and I guarantee before you could even do anything, the government would like appear out of nowhere and take the body from you. Oh, absolutely. I feel like all of these things, if there's any truth to any of these things that we talk about, you know that the government knows all about it and they uh, do their best to cover it up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the last story that I'm going to talk about today is our most recent one, and it happened October 21st of 2019. And, uh, this happened in Fayette County, West Virginia. It happened really near the New River Gorge, if anyone knows where that is. Mm-hmm. And there's this uh, married couple named Sheena and Bill Humphrey. And Sheena and Bill were out hunting in the woods, and they were inside of a hunting blind, and they caught a glimpse of this creature, and they took a picture of it from inside the blind before it ran away. Bill said that the creature was about three times the size of a black bear, guessing it weighed around 900 pounds and had a distinct cone-shaped head, no neck, and lighter colored hair around its eyes, and said that its arms and its legs were thick and made him think of a silverback gorilla. Wow. Okay. So Sheena said that she had always believed in sasquatch and that she's pretty sure she'd had encounters with it and stuff in the past but bill wasn't ever a believer until now okay so if there is a sasquatch from what i can tell this thing is massive right and i feel like the only reason people don't see it that often is because it has to be like either living underground or it has to be like hiding out in like caves and things like that because there's no way that you can miss this like giant massive creature that's supposed to be like seven eight feet tall and eight nine hundred pounds and have feet that are like two feet long right i know like there are so there's sightings like we were saying earlier all across the country and each area has their own names for Sasquatch. Like you were saying with the one in Florida, they call the skunk ape. And I'm assuming the one in Florida probably would smell maybe worse than the ones elsewhere because of the humidity and the heat and stuff there. So that's probably why they call it that. Cause it's, you know, a big giant smelly ape creature. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. In Ohio, they call him the grass man, and Arizona calls him the falcon monster. In Virginia, he's known as the wood booger. In- oh, yeah, because there's a, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been there, there's a restaurant there called Wood Boogers, and I had no idea that that's why it was called that, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you can take pictures in one of those little uh, Sasquatch uh, yeah, like that's their mascot. I never put yeah. it together. That place is delicious, by the way, if y'all are ever <laughs> over that way, over towards Norton. 
And then uh, the monster of Whitehall in New York, Honey Island Swamp Monster in Louisiana, the Dewey Lake Monster in Michigan, and the Mongolian Monster in Arizona, and then they just called them the Old Men of the Mountain in West Virginia, which I kind of like. I think that sounds cute. (laughs) The Old Men of the Mountain. The Little Mountain Grampies. Yeah. (laughs) As far as, like, possibilities and stuff of what Sasquatch could be even dating all the way back to the Native Americans and things like that. One of my theories is that they could be people that had that condition that we talked about in the in the freak show episode where like they grew hair all over their body instead of you know just on their head or like having like a beard or whatever but literally grew hair on their entire body i feel like that's one possibility that wouldn't explain the largeness of them though because that would also mean on top of you know having the condition to be extremely hairy they would also have the condition of being unusually large so that's a lot of genetic mutations yeah I don't know, but that's just one idea that I had that maybe that's what some of those cave pictures and stuff are depicting is maybe people who had hair all over their self instead of instead of it being a Sasquatch. But I do think if anybody could have been close and been friends with the Sasquatch, it definitely would have been the Native Americans. Yeah, that's what I think too, because like I said, is before like all the settlers came and things like that and they had things to be afraid of. So they may have been like, you know, just out in the open, just with Living their, their uh, life. <laughs> yeah, like in like a little tribe or whatever. Yeah, that's definitely possible. And then some of the explanations and that this is the skeptical stuff that people will try to explain some of these sightings and stuff away with is mistaken identity kind of thing, you know, like people seeing bears and stuff and and just not realizing that it's a bear or being so freaked out that they saw a bear that like their brains don't don't really fully comprehend what they saw and they think it's something else but I don't think that makes sense for every situation yeah there's a lot of these stories where like there's just nothing else that I could think of that it could be I mean I guess there's always that possibility that it's some kind of bear and yeah. that where people are so close to it, they just get too terrified. Right. And they they just, like, can't perceive it as a bear. Yeah. But especially, like, if there's any truth to any of these photos, there's there's no way that it could be anything but some kind of big primate. Right. Now, me, personally, I've, no, I've got no stories of my own about seeing a Sasquatch or hearing one or anything like that. I don't even know... If I've been in an area where one supposedly lives, I do very much believe if they are real that it's a species and not just one singular thing because there's no way that it could be just one singular thing. I wonder how long they they live and stuff, though, if that is the case. Like, are they a kind of creature that lives for hundreds of years or do they just live like... Like, like how long a human does? Like 70, 80 years? Right. There's I feel uh, like there's definitely more than one, but I don't think that there's a lot. Right. Like maybe they're endangered or something if they are real. I mean, it's not super like far-fetched to think that there is some kind of endangered species out there that's like that and we just haven't 
you know, seen it because I mean, there's, there's instances all the time of them finding things like, especially like in like the rainforest and things like that. Yeah. Like finding different species of animals and stuff that they thought went extinct hundreds of thousands of years ago. And then they find one. Not to mention every single day there are species going extinct like all the time it happens it actually happens so much and we get down to where we only have one of a certain species there they they like have like a name for it they're called lastlings and it literally means the last of their species and when they die they're, they're gone like that's the end of them so i mean it is possible that sasquatch is just a severely endangered species that is so elusive it's nearly impossible to get real solid evidence of them because like you said it's just a gentle giant it doesn't want any like you know confrontation with people or anything like that and people are so like they're just everywhere all the time right so maybe when they hear people in the forest and stuff like that they have their like areas where they can go and hide yeah um so also for those of you out there listening if you were interested in sasquatch and like you know, you want to hear more things about Sasquatch and whatever. There's a, there is a ton of things out there. There's a huge wealth of knowledge that you can get into. There's a show that's been on Animal Planet for like a decade, I think. That's where they go out to different locations to try to get evidence of Sasquatch. I cannot remember the name of that right now, but there's a documentary on hulu that's just called sasquatch that's about one specific case in the state of washington where it's believed that a sasquatch may have murdered somebody that's a very interesting documentary it's like three episodes long and then also my brother's podcast wrestling with the abnormal and paranormal he has two different episodes Maybe more than that, but specifically, I know of two different ones that have Sasquatch encounters in them. One of them is an interview he did with another wrestler who talks about a story that he was told about, like a Sasquatch, I believe, maybe fighting with another creature or something like that. They also have an episode, though, where the other host of the show, the Dahlia, tells her story about a Sasquatch encounter that she experienced. So... I definitely recommend checking both of those episodes out if you want to hear cool, like, firsthand stories involving Sasquatch. You know, like we were saying, like, Sasquatch is so well-known. There's all kinds of depictions of Sasquatch in the media, in movies, and stuff like that. Like, you've got goofy stuff like, uh, what is that movie, that uh, Harry and the Hendersons? Yes, I love that movie. (laughs) And then you have, like, scary stuff like primitive rage and stuff like that where you have like uh, killer sasquatches so it's really all over the place however you choose to see this creature you know without ever knowing what one is actually like or seeing one in person it's easy to kind of make your own assumptions about what it would be like and I feel like personally we missed an opportunity with sasquatch to use him the way they use the Loch Ness monster like how uh, they do like anti-littering campaigns and stuff like that with the Loch Ness Monster. We definitely could use Sasquatch for things like that, but to my no- knowledge, we don't. So, <laughs> Or instead, they decide to use Smokey the Bear, but they could have totally used Sasquatch instead. Oh my god, yeah. We just need to make a campaign of like 
save the forest. So save Sasquatch. Save the Squatch. Save the Squatch. We, as always, thank you all for listening and checking out this episode. Feel free to let us know what your thoughts are on Sasquatch. If you believe that Sasquatch is real. Um, if you've ever had any encounters, if you don't believe it, if you have a theory about what Sasquatch is or was. Also, I saw that there is a National Sasquatch Day, but it's not until October 20th. But if you've ever celebrated that, send us pictures. I don't know. (laughs) But you can send us your stories about this episode or any other episode or anything paranormal related. You can send that stuff to the Midnight Moth podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at the Midnight Moth Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Midnight Moth Pod. You can follow us on Facebook under the Midnight Moth Podcast. And you can follow our co-ghost, Molly. Yeah, you guys can follow me at TMM underscore co-ghost. And as always, I love to hear from you guys. My inbox is always open. I have not been posting as much as I would like to lately. I've had a lot going on. I am always online anyway. And I will reply to you ASAP. So, yeah, we're both still trying to figure out this uh, the the best way to to do our social medias and stuff like that. But those accounts definitely, if you need to reach out to us about anything, if you have any you know ideas or anything really, you can feel free to to message us on either of those accounts because we do check them on the daily basis. It's even if we haven't posted anything for a day or two, we're still checking those accounts we're not inactive so don't think that also uh on the day that this is coming out which is friday july 22nd it is rat catchers day which used to be a widely celebrated holiday the same as like uh secretary's day is celebrated now because rat catchers used to be very needed and very appreciated in society because they helped keep plague down so (laughs) So happy Rat Catchers Day to everybody. <laughs> you got any rat catchers out there? Yeah, are you a rat catcher? Are you a pest control worker? Like, I bet you have some scary stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we have one more episode left in Haunted Summer Months before we get into August. I cannot believe how quickly this month has passed by. I know, this entire year is just like flew by, it feels like. Yeah, I feel like after I got past, like, March, it's just been, like, a, a, I don't know what word to use. I almost said a roller coaster. That's not what I wanted to say. A whirlwind. There you go. (laughs) But our next episode is going to be really fun. I know we teased it last week in the uh, Haunted Campgrounds episode. But we are doing a Campfire Stories episode where we're going to talk a little bit about the history of campfire stories, but we are also going to tell you our own campfire stories that we wrote ourselves. So I'm really excited to do that. I'm actually pretty happy that we ended up with an extra Friday in this month so we could bring that to you all. And as always, we really, really appreciate you all for listening. We love the support from our little community. And uh, if you could, wherever you're listening, please give us a rating, give us a review, share our podcast with anybody that you know that would be interested in it. And uh, yeah, we'll keep making this amazing paranormal related content for you all. (laughs) I just want to give a quick shout out to whoever 
our uh, five avid midnight listeners are we look for you guys every single episode and you never fail us you're always there so if you want to and you want to let us know who you are we will definitely give you a shout out on our instagram page because i just i love that there are specifically five of you that are so excited for us uh that you listen soon as we post so we love that we love to see that obviously we love all of our listeners i don't know that makes me really happy every time that we see that an hour after we post that there's five listeners already yeah that that makes me like so because originally this idea um when I when I first had this idea for this this show I wanted to do something that was more similar to like a radio show that would actually be on live at midnight but I couldn't figure out how to make that happen maybe someday in the future I could possibly find a way to make that happen but you know this was the next best thing but just knowing that someone out there is listening at midnight when this comes out, it makes me feel like that original idea is like real, you know, that there is somebody who's just at midnight is like, yes, it's time to, to get creepy. Like, let's listen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I love that. We, we do, we, we do get so excited about that. I'm always, um, as soon as I check and I see those listens, I'm like, yes. <laughs> It started out um, in the early days with three people who were our avid midnight listeners, and now it's up to five. So, which doesn't sound a lot like a lot, but it means everything to us. It does. I mean, we definitely get more listens than that throughout the week. But yeah, whoever it is out there who is because that that's impressive for one thing. Like I just I love that <laughs> our extra spooky midnight mothlings. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we would love to honor you all. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's everything for this episode. Um, I hope we covered enough on Sasquatch that you all enjoyed, you know, you enjoyed the little bit, uh, the tip of the iceberg, if you will. It's something we we definitely can revisit this at a later time and, and cover some more things, but. Yeah, we'll definitely be coming back. There's just, uh, there's not enough time in these episodes for us to even really like scratch the surface of this right yeah it's just it's a lot it's it sasquatch is arguably the most well-documented cryptid to ever exist i think so but um but yeah again we appreciate you all and uh we will be right back here next week with a brand new episode and until then we'll keep the lantern burning for you